Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, Toronto writer and commentator. Twice a week, I offer my take on the world, from craven politics and unchecked ambition to secret sauces, bitter loss, and fist-pumping redemption. The stories to live by. Quirky, high-style, tear-jerking, funny ha-ha, sometimes funny peculiar. My tales don't walk down the sidewalk and browse in the windows. They sneak into alleyways and come out onto different worlds. Alex Brown narrates each mini-podcast to bring to your ears what you see with your eyes in my twice-a-week blogs. And now, today's episode of Ramsey Writes. Thin on the Ground Written by Bob Ramsey In the pandemic's early days, when 80% of Ontario's COVID deaths were from people in long-term care homes, the province called the military for help. They replied by sending members of the army into seven long-term care homes. This spring, when COVID rates suddenly spiked in Ontario, Queen's Park again called on the military, and this time they offered up to three medical assistance teams plus nine critical care nurses to relieve our overwhelmed hospitals. These teams typically include two nurses and 10 medical technicians, so 39 military personnel in all. It was good that the cavalry came, and I can't think of a better way to spend our taxpayer dollars. But we have an awfully small cavalry. Ontario has 627 long-term care homes. Ontario also has 32,000 practicing doctors, 95,000 nurses, and among them, 11,000 critical care nurses. So the military was able to help only a little. Aside, of course, from blowing the lid off the appalling conditions in long-term care homes in their April 2020 report. The same pattern shows up in last week's floods in B.C. Early in the week, three military helicopters and a search-and-rescue aircraft were sent into the Fraser Valley to rescue the hundreds of people trapped on roads and cut off from help by landslides. By last Friday, CTV reported that 120 Canadian Armed Forces personnel had been sent in to support relief efforts in Abbotsford, which was inundated by floodwaters. By the weekend, some 30 military aircraft, including helicopters and supply planes, had touched down in BC, and up to 4,000 more troops will be flown in if they're needed. Now this is more like it. Still, it got me curious to know just how robust our military response can be to the increasing number of natural disasters we seem to be enduring. I ask because now that fire and floods seem to be a permanent part of Canada's weather, it may be time to look twice at how much money the military gets and where they spend it. I'm not just talking about icebreakers, which cost many hundreds of millions and take years to build, and which Canada needs more of since the Northwest Passage will soon be navigable by all kinds of ships and people since, well, since the last 5 to 15 million years. Nor am I talking just about the Canadian Coast Guard, which has 119 vessels and 23 helicopters to patrol the longest coastline in the world. I'm talking about search and rescue helicopters. It turns out the Air Force has only 14 of them, those big CH-149 cormorants. Most of these came into service in 2001 and are expected to be used until 2042. Yikes! So three years ago, Ottawa did a sole source contract with the Italian manufacturer Leonardo to refurbish the fleet of 14 and buy two more new helicopters, 
But as CBC reported in July, the company came back with a sky-high cost estimate last fall. Negotiations with the contractor were put on pause. Aside from sexual abuse, flaccid contracting procedures seem to be the dominant stories coming out of our military these days. Perhaps they can turn the page by spending more on search and rescue, since the number of calls for military assistance in natural disasters has doubled in the past decade. And maybe they can buy lower-priced helicopters and rescue planes by avoiding sole-source contracts. Even better, maybe our politicians should rethink the military's role in disaster and emergency response work. It's tempting to say they should play a bigger role, but our military isn't the force of first resort in a disaster. It's the force of last resort. They're busy doing other things, and I'm sure they cost a lot compared to other forms of disaster management. Right now, the military is the only force in Canada with the expertise to respond to a natural disaster. But not all countries do this the way we do. For example, Germany and Australia have organized large pools of civilian volunteers to respond quickly and expertly to natural disasters. Why can't we? Especially since Canada's extreme weather looks like it will be with us for some time and not just in the dead of winter. Today's Ramsey Writes was read by Alex Brown. For more information on Bob Ramsey, his work, and all the other things he does besides writing, go to ramseyinc.com. That's R-A-M-S-A-Y-I-N-C dot com.